Welcome to Bruin Source. This is Isaiah. This is Ed. And we are recording on March again, but not the madness, but soon. We close. have soon, but let's talk about the regular season. We have concluded the regular season. Uh, and Zed, you were there live in action. How about I you was start there. us off? It is nice to get that monkey off our backs, man. It is it was it was it was cathartic. Um, it was a good atmosphere, good energy throughout the game. Um, I will say we, we, try, we tried our hardest to lose at the end. Um, but overall, I think we, we played, we played a good game. Um, and it's just, it feels like the universe is, is correct. You know, that was like the sign. Um, I, I truly think that UCLA getting swe- um, swept, in Mick Cronin's first year is like the butterfly effect that caused COVID. It was just, <laughs> Oh boy. It was just like the weirdest <laughs> cosmic event and like just threw off the whole universe. I'm, I'm channeling my inner Bill Walton, but I, I, I truly believe that. And that, that, that is the most wacky Bruin theory that Bruin source could probably come up with. I don't know if we'll ever be able to top that. <laughs> I, I I stand by it, and you know what? Now that we've beaten them, the universe is back in in the right orbit. Um, we're you know we're trending towards the right direction as a uh, world. COVID wise, it, it feels like you know things are normalizing um, a little bit. I know there's a uh, um, conflict going on currently, but you know what? That's that's just normal world history. That's just normal shit that happens every few years. Um, <laughs> you mean every fifty years? <laughs> yeah, it's it's that's just like the, uh, the status 70. quo. Yeah, it's that's uh, not not to make light of that. You know, I understand. There's uh, people are going through a hard time, but but regardless, I think we're the universe is back to where we're where uh, it should be now that we've beaten well, USC. Well, I'm just going to keep it to COVID, and I'm just going to say that Zed has predicted that we're not going to have any more variants that are going to wreck the nation uh, to the severity of Omicron, and we're on I, our way to a full recovery. That is what Zed has said, because we have beaten USC. Exactly. If anyone else has uh, heard this, please you know, let us know if this is confirmation, because that's what I just took from this. <laughs> the that the is, universe is very... You know, no, you could have just stuck exactly to sports. And said that this means that we are now going to win a championship. Something on that front, but I love it. Nope. We're going out. We're we're going out of there. Oh man! So I, you know, tell I was me, just th- looking back at at that 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 time um, two years ago, and it was COVID really shut the world down. Literally, like three days after we got swept by by SC that year. Um, so I'm convinced, and I will. I will stick to this theory um, till the day I die. <laughs> After the next pandemic happens, <laughs> five days later. Um, awesome. I mean, what, what did you feel when SC was starting to make a run in the second half? What, what was your feelings there? Because I just, I was like, you know, half of me was like, man, I'm frustrated. And then a quarter of me was like, Oh, here we go again. And then the other quarter was like, I wonder what Zed is, what color he is right now in the stands. 
is C pools closer? Uh, you'd have to ask Megan that, uh, who was sitting next to me. But uh, yeah, it was. Um, I, I had the same feeling. It was like, oh, here we go again. We're setting this up to be another, you know, buzzer beater situation where we, uh, you know, kind of choke this away and lose on some sort of absurd shot. You know, I think throughout the game, what kept SC alive was there were some circus kind of crazy three-point shooting that they were having that really kept them in the game. Now, a couple of those were lapses on our end, but there was one specific one where I think Jules actually played very good defense throughout this game and played very good defense on Drew Peterson in this specific sequence. I think it was Jules. Whoever it was played very good defense on Drew Peterson in the corner, had him basically trapped, and the dude, like, hit a absurd fall away, like, spin spin move. Yep, you know exactly which three that went in and kind of kept them uh, within arm's reach there. And that was... they were hitting a few of those shots that kind of kept them kept them close enough to where you could, you know, not completely write them off at that point. Um, but we did enough down the stretch. Um, I don't want to say we played perfect defense, but we played solid defense throughout um, the game. And and it was just we threw them off kilter and, and really didn't let them get comfortable. We didn't let their length bother us too much. Uh, and... We, we made shots down the stretch. Um, much of that was Jaime Jaquez throughout the game was, again, kind of back to his normal self and was just on fire. Like, his ability to just work guys down low to either get a foul called or, you know, hit some sort of absurd shot uh, is magnificent. I think I think we're it's safe to say that his ankles are feeling a lot better based on the uh, one drive and dunk he had um, in the middle of the game. But overall, he played a, a fantastic game. Uh, I also want to shout out Jules. I think he, that was probably the best you know all around game he's played in a very very long time. Um, his his scoring was kind of back to his normal standard, and he was actually playing. Um, very solid defense, uh, active defense. So it was good to get to see him in there um, playing hard. And I think the team just wanted it more this time. I think they were, all of those guys were just absolutely sick of losing. I think they all have too much pride to, to lose to a team like USC that many times. Um, and they stepped up, and it was awesome. I, I, I got a, I got a, um, you know, shout out to the student section. Uh, they were loud and they were um, mean. You could hear it on TV. Bullshit, bullshit. <laughs> because of why? Because of the Pac-12 refs were calling bullshit on Jalen Clark in a very weird sequence. Um, but yeah, that was great to see the fans uh, and the students into it and setting the tone. Great turnout. My favorite. My favorite part of the entire game. Uh, has nothing to do with the actual gameplay. It was, um, I, I, I believe someone told me they could hear it on TV, but they started, the, the student section started Fuck SC Chance. Um, yep. Which, you know, in a rivalry game, I'm all for. I don't care what people say about class or I just shut the fuck up. I don't care about any of that. Let the kids 
go ham. Anyways, <laughs> every time they would start the fuck SC chant, there was a um, on the on the big board they would put up a, a a message that was like, "Fans, please refrain from using profanities in chants in the stadium." And without fail, it was like every time it came up, the student section started doing it even louder, and I loved it. I loved every second of it. I I just like please keep putting the stupid the stupid board up. It is hilarious and. I, just... I, I, to your point, you know, I have a little bit of that civility in me when I go to these games. I mean, granted, you know, obviously you see me at football games in the Rose Bowl where some guy was ready to fight me because I was just trashing their team. So with the right amount of beers, but you know, and, and, and I get it in terms of that, but that you just touched on like how UCLA really has a cultural thing where we just have to be a lot more mean and we don't need to be again, Stanford. We talked about this many episodes. We don't need to have the golf club. I mean, the, you know, the tennis environment and the, and, and all that, I mean, civility just needs to go out the window because that's how we're going to build school spirit and our kids are going to enjoy themselves. Mick, you know, it's so funny. Did you listen to a post-game conference for USC? Uh, yeah, I did. It, did you see Mick's comment in, in terms of him being like, yeah, I'm happy Bruins showed up. I just need them to be a little bit they, – they're just really nice, you know? He's like, I think they can get louder and more mean. And, you know, I don't think he was talking about the student section. They've been phenomenal throughout the year, but – our fans, you know, the older professionals who they need to sometimes just, you know, unbutton their their dress shirt and just let it all out. Or if they're in a hoodie, just, 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 you know, they feel it. They don't like the other school. It's so <laughs> the students don't have to be the only ones to, to project out these feelings. Um, and, and so I was happy to see that as well. Because I yeah, get it, no. yeah. You you don't want you want to represent the school, right? But I think that's how you represent the school against that other one. Look, just, I I agree. You're on leash. Absolutely. There's there's a fine line, um, right? You're not. I don't think anybody's calling for UCLA fans to become ASU fans or Arizona fans, right? I'm not. I'm not advocating for you know something like ASU chanting PLO at Steve Kerr after his father was killed or anything like absolutely like horrible like that. I'm not advocating for, you know, Arizona fans going, you know, at specific players, um, in a, in a personal manner in that sense. But that's, I I think there's a fine line you don't cross, but you know, I'm all for digging at, at the other team, you know, if there's something specific, like, like, let's go back to, um, let's use Cody Riley, for example. I think when he came back after his year of, um, being in the shadow realm, um, after he got in trouble in China, I, I think that's fair game for fans to chant at him. Pure and simple. I, I don't, I don't see a problem with it. He, it's, it's in, good like you know not in good spirit but you know i think that's fair game but as long as as long as you're not going at his personal character or going at like his family or mother or whatever i I think that stuff gets a little a little um a little 
dicey, but you know, yelling fuck SC, I, I don't, whatever. Yeah, that's how we do all more, feel. Do more of it. Yeah, keep it up. I think it's and, too and I do th- We could there was many chances we can go after Drew and Isaiah Mobley, like specific players, and and do things that uh, to the season. Like we can, you know, we can call them Pac-12 honorable mention. Like there's so many fun things, like uh, that you can just have fun with. Or with Evan Mobley, I mean, with Isaiah Mobley, just making, you know, just being like your brother's better. Like some fun stuff like that. Like there's just so many things. That we yeah, you can, you can, you can see that. I think that's the that's a situation where you can bring a parent into it because you can talk about his dad. Yeah, but but that's but, right. Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah. It, it was, but you know, I, again, I just want to go back to commend the student section for um, a fun a fun atmosphere. And but I do agree. I think our fans in general are. So what if we just DM the den with uh, a manual of Bruins source suggestive chants for each team? Maybe that's that that'll get them going. <laughs> Let's do that. I mean, that's they, my new they, theory. I haven't I, seen the dirt, but that's kind of what they do, right? I mean, they they put together the the dirt every game, the little flyer with the the rundown of the opposing team and some like fun facts that you can, you know, latch onto and go after, um, that team with. So I, but I don't know how in depth they're getting or what they're actually saying in that anymore, but yeah, we can, I, I'm happy to do that, but I, I do think that should be something that's, that's more student led and let them, let them have their yeah, fun with yeah. it, but I, I f- it feels like sometimes their hands are tied a little bit. Uh, I, I know the den has been trying to do the frisbee chant, for instance, for forever, but we know. Bring it. I don't want to get into the stupid politics of that, but that's a that's a different story. But you know, things like that, I think the administration needs to kind of let them uh, have a little bit more leeway with and more fun. But th- but they're doing a good job. It's it was fun to be in there. Uh, final game of the home season or the the regular season at home um, you know they brought the energy they they were they packed every corner of the den love to see that they were from all the way to the top row down behind the basket and all of the sideline fully fully packed in um, they actually had a section where of students just standing in kind of the the um the walkway because they couldn't seat all of them. I don't know what exactly was going on there. I'm pretty sure that's a fire code hazard, but um, love, love, loved the the energy they brought. Overall, good, good atmosphere, and it was. I'm just happy to get that that win um, over them. Um, that w- there that losing to them was way worse than you know the the win streak that Oregon or whatever has over us. I, don't care as much about that but this one was um very sweet and it was good to finish the uh the regular schedule on a on a high note um and something to build off of going into the pac-12 tournament which starts tomorrow for us yeah so now we're the second seed we we i mean it was sweet vengeance to grab that uh because i see we took their lead in terms of taking a second seed for the tournament and we play tomorrow and our opponent will be decided in the next few hours whether it's going to be washington state or cal so i mean granted we can do a preview of both but i think we should more so talk about our expectations for the tournament this weekend 
um, you know, in terms of what's to expect, because there is a pretty good chance um, that we could face SC on, in two days, and then if we beat them, there's a good chance that we'll face Arizona. Um, so so what's your expectations overall of the, the next few days? And what are you looking forward to seeing before we actually gear up uh, for the, the following weekend? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, this is how I've been kind of thinking about it. I, I think we need to think about this. How I've been thinking about it is, is this this tournament is for seeding, essentially, for us. It's going to be the difference between us going in as a four seed um, uh, or lower if we somehow lose tomorrow night to whoever we play. So we absolutely need to win the first game. Like, that's step number one. Um, but we need to think about, you know, if we winning that game get, locks us in at a four seed, 100%, I think. But if we can make a deep run and get into the final, um, I think then we're playing playing in that two to three C territory that keeps us hopefully in the West um, and the road to the the final four will kind of be mostly played out on the West Coast through San Francisco or San Diego and San Francisco um, if we can get into that two spot. I think that is kind of the goal, and I, it's it's going to be it's a long shot. We need a couple of things to break our way, specifically Texas Tech losing, as well. But we need to get into the final and hope to beat Arizona, who I'm assuming will will make it to the final. Yeah, I mean, I think for myself is that the things I want to see in terms of on court is that I want to see less Riley. I know he had a big game, a big shot against SC, one of his, his two shots for the game. Um, more miles, because I think obviously you see how he transforms it. And Mick mentioned it. He was like, yeah, obviously miles and Clark being in our, our best defensive lineup. But there was something to it when he said like, but not our best offensive lineup. And I don't know if I agree with that necessarily, just depending on the other three slots um, because I do think there it can be an argument that there is um, a, a better offensive output with those two in um, I mean Clark just getting off ball stills already adds like a, a huge amount of momentum swing on, in addition to points to to how our team plays and you see that so I want to see that uh, I want him to, I want to see Cronin get more comfortable with that rotation um, and then I'm hoping to see Watson play uh, during this tournament because I know the rotation is tightening up. I know Watson hasn't been the player we hope for by this point. Um, but especially tomorrow, if, if Watson somehow you know gets minutes and hopefully it's a blowout game, then I hope he comes in later and shows his value. So that would be nice. And then Juzang to get healthy because uh, obviously he wasn't the player he was against SC and we weren't expecting him to uh, to, to be. But I want him to get healthy throughout this tournament um, as long as he's showing progression in terms of uh, getting his lift back uh, with that jump shot. And then with that, I mean, obviously I don't want to lose to SC in the tournament. So if we have them again, uh, if it ends up being not SC and being a winner of uh, one of the one of Utah or Washington, then, I mean, whatever. I mean, obviously I would like to beat them as well, but I don't want to lose to SC uh, to cap off the postseason uh, or the Pac-12 tourney season. 
uh, just because it just is not fun. And then obviously we make it to the final. And if the cherry on top is beating uh, in Arizona, and then I guess the the consolation prize if it was in Oregon beating them as well. But as long as we make it to the final, I'm fine with that. I think it gives us a chance at a three seed. I don't know if it gives us a chance at a San Diego three seed, uh, unless Texas Tech, like you mentioned, loses. But I think it will put us in a good position versus being a four or, you know, and I don't think there's likely for us to be a five, but just being stuck in the four and not being in San Diego is going to affect our, uh, you know, our other tourney, as Zed mentioned. So that's what I'm looking forward to seeing. And then also Singleton just getting a few more minutes because. I guess he got the same amount of minutes. He just didn't impact this past game, which is fine because we all love Singleton and we know what he does. Um, so seeing him have a big game throughout the, the Pac-12 tourney would be fun. Yeah, I I, I um, echo your sentiments about Riley and, and um, Johnson as well. I think uh, I think the, the team just operates at a higher level with with Johnson on the floor, on both ends of the floor, I, I, I totally agree with you there. I do want to see um, see more of his minutes. And I think we're basically, if I look back at those stats um, from last game, we're basically at a 50-50 split between them. But I, it almost feels like it should be 60-40 um, with Miles in there just because uh, I, you mentioned it, he... he he impacts the game in so many ways, and he keep, he gets us so many second opportunities to keep the offense going. Um, I mean, he's just a better rebounder right now. Um, you know, his length just impacts everything. I think he sets good screens. He's he um, is has become the player we were hoping for um, at the beginning of the season. I know a lot of folks uh, kind of wrote him off, but. I was always team miles and hoping to see him grow and, and he's really done that. So good to see him where he's at. Um, I think we need more of him though. Um, but I, I do agree with you. I think we need to, to get in the final, like that's should be mission number one, regardless of who we play in the final. Um, and I do think that will, that will getting there will most likely It'll 100% lock us into a four, and I think it gives us a very good shot of getting a three. And if we beat Arizona again, I think we get the two. Um, like a low two. Yeah. Well, not a low two, two, but a west two. Yeah. I, I, I'm I thinking Lunardi's terms where he has them ranked. But, yeah, you're right. Let me shed that because the two in the west would be ideal. It's a two, a two, in, two in the two. west would be ideal, um, and again, we actually have no fucking idea what we're we're talking about here. Neither do the bracketologists. Um, Should that be our disclaimer before each episode? We have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> I mean, it's, we've in terms said that. Of, I know you you're talking about March Madness, but I feel that way about every episode. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's tends to prove me wrong. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, it applies to the episode, all all content that you're listening to. We have no idea, so it doesn't change here with March Madness and the seeding. We'll probably end up with a one seed. <laughs> uh, I've been I've been telling or people a I six think we're seed. End up with a seven. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Um, but you know, you spoke about Miles. One thing I don't, you know, will be remiss is that he he got some recognition with the other players. 
um, yesterday when they announced the all Pac-12 awards um, and the honors, and which was cool to see. I think it's something that obviously is just refreshing to see many UCLA names up there. Uh, the other thing I I noticed was that I mean I don't remember I can't can you remember the last time that UCLA had sixty percent of the all defensive team and had like that was pretty crazy to me to think about. Uh, I'd have to go back to look, but I would guess it was probably under Ben Howland, maybe. Like in a follow year, like Collison a follow. I don't. Yeah, I I'm thinking that's the same, but that was really cool to see, and obviously the you know Arizona also just swept the big awards or the the individual awards not big um with the with Harrison Ingram being the sole non-Arizona awardee but I mean it's it I think it's fairly accurate in terms of the consistent play with Tiger Hame and Johnny and how they've impacted this year which is speaks volumes of like Hakez's impact I know we've talked about it but one thing I want to say the fact that he is on the all-defensive team, and he is on the all-Pac-12 team, and he has played through this ankle injury since January 6th, just speaks, it just reflects the impact. Like, he's our most important player, along with, I mean, we make argument for Tiger as well in terms of how he moves the ball, but the guy is just, he, he's going to go down as, you know, one of the best Bruins ever um, for what he's done. And how he's impacted the game. The Hawkeyes family is, you know, they're definitely putting their stamp on the UCLA uh, court. So that's it's pretty cool to see. I was happy. Yeah, to see definitely. That I, you know, I know we have some high, very very high standards for getting a jersey retired in Poly Pavilion, as we should. We have had way too many legendary players, but. Depending on how this season shakes out, I think he would have to become like a consensus All-American um, or win a championship or both. I, I forget the all the criteria, but, um, you know, I would, he if he could do something like that, that would be incredible. I would love to see that kid's um, name hung up in Poly Pavilion if he can, if he can live up to that, just because he's given so much... Um, on the on the court and it's uh it's been a pleasure to watch him and i i hope i selfishly hope to see him again next year in uh ucla uh uniform but regardless of where he ends up after the season i you know he's he's somebody that i think most ucla fans um will just unanimously support regardless of where he go ends up whether that's somewhere in the nba for hopefully a very long time or even overseas, like he's he's uh he's earned that that um that love from the fan base. Um, yeah, I, I agree and Gabrielle is joining us next year. So I have to say, I I'm gonna ask you this question. Would you rather us have Hakez next year, um, for the group that's coming in? We don't know who's returning, or would you rather him win a championship us win a championship this year and go to NBA? Now that I even asked that, that's silly. Obviously, you championship. Would take the like no, yeah. <laughs> no question. Like obviously, no question. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm, I'm taking that ring. You getting him back next year isn't a guarantee that anything, right? Like you know, we've we've seen all. this year how injuries can derail a, a, a guy's season, and 
So if if we win a championship and he jumps to the NBA, like that's I think best of both worlds. Um, and if we win a championship this year and he decides to come back, that's even better. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm so taking that. Route. We're on the Hawkeyes hype train going into the season, and uh, the Pac-12 is as well. So exciting game tomorrow, and then I guess transitioning, you know, to note the the women's season ended. Last week, uh, a tough game against Oregon. It was very close. After beating SC, of course, which we were very glad about. But, you know, they knocked, got knocked out by Oregon, lost by 3, 63-60. And so their season comes to a conclusion as I... We don't... Ex- well, it's likely to come to a conclusion as we don't expect them to make the tournament. I think they're, what, the first four out, if I if I seen the last bracketology. Yeah, so, I think they I think, needed to make a deeper run. Yeah, so that's that. I mean, I'm I'm just excited for next season and the class that's coming in. And you know, we talked about it. They've dealt with two crazy seasons. If you actually look back at last season and everything, all the challenges they had, also. Uh, so hopefully they. I don't know who's eligible to return. Whether Thomas is, but I'll be. I'm I'm curious to see if we can return a few of our transfers and if they have eligibility because next year will be huge with the, the depth we have and the experience and hopefully Osborne returns and then we can get in that young class and we can get that team going. Yeah. Um, I think the future looks bright there regardless. I know this season was not what we were expecting with the amount of injuries that they experienced um, that you, you kind of touched on. But, um, yeah, hopeful, hoping for a, a much more healthy um next season for that for that team but going over to Wasserman our favorite place our most confusing place I think in the whole athletic <laughs> department I don't, I don't, we have, I don't, I don't get it <laughs> we have got three booms uh, of key positions which is awesome uh, I mean getting uh, O'Neal was huge. Obviously, we got the offensive tackle um, from Rutgers who started a plethora of games. And, um, I mean, he's pretty much, hopefully, he, he helps strengthen that offensive tackle spot. I know his measurements show that he's a little bit smaller for that position. But supposedly, he has a pretty good motor and he's good with his feet. So, I'm excited to see The experience see is there, too. And that's always you. You can't ever discount that. I mean, nothing's more valuable than experience, and and at that position especially. Um, so I'm excited to see how you know him transitioning over to the West Coast, and then also having the Murphy brothers. I mean, it's awesome just having twins on the team, but it's awesome having twins that really look like each other and play on the opposite side of the defensive line. So that's going to be fascinating to see. Like, I know I'm looking forward to being confused when they're both in and a sack happens, and they're like, sack by Murphy. And I'm like, all right, which one? So I wonder if they're going to combine their stats, just, like, literally merge, like, <laughs> the sack section. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> like, that, so, I mean. There's going to be you know, so many confused commentators on TV and the radio. I, I feel bad for uh, Josh Lewin and Wayne Cook and all those guys. They're just going to be like completely lost at all times. They just have to focus on the number. I mean, it would be amazing if their numbers are really close to, if they're just like one off. 
<laughs> it's oh man, oh man. I, I, I. So I'll be, I'll be completely candid. I, I was shocked that we got the Murphy twins, um, especially since Southern Cal was recruiting them so hard. Um, and I know the. I read somewhere that SC is now claiming that they dropped them, but there's credible reports saying that they didn't drop them. So that's kind of funny. But, you know, I really thought that with their kind of recruiting machine really rolling right now and all their alleged NIL dealings um, that we were going to get out-recruited for them. But, you know, give credit to uh, Coach Mello. He went in and put together an aggressive recruiting plan and, and brought those kids in, and it's a testament to that. So that's a good sign. Um, happy to see that uh, help shore up a, a huge position of need, especially with Agude leaving. And, uh, you know, I, I think with with these guys in the fold, these brothers in the fold on that side, it really helps. You know, I, I think that production that uh, Agude had – Gets essentially replaced and more, um, so that was uh, it was a it was a surprise to me personally, um, but a good sign. Yeah, I mean, and I guess there's a few positions we still want um, in the offensive tackle being that, uh, and so hopefully we get another commitment from the tackle from Arkansas State, who I can't remember his name, but he's going to continue taking his visits. uh, And I think he's even visiting Alabama. So I'm just happy we got O'Neal in. And then, you know, there's rumors of also other transfer recruits. But that just shows, like, okay, we still have – we still have some skin in the game. We're number seven uh, in the transfer rankings now, 24-7, which is cool to see. And granted, they don't. They didn't list any four stars. We got real good gamers at every position so far. Um, so I, I think I have a short wish list going into spring. But if we can, uh, you know, get two more guys in at, at those key positions, I'm feeling good about the season, uh, especially with our weird arrangement of our defensive staff. I mean, ev- I mean, it, it, even with that, like I still feel good about the next season. But we'll get into those. My optimism usually kicks in after April, so we yeah. That's when Isaiah starts talking enough. about winning ten to twelve games every year. Yeah, the cycle is going to be hold off for now. We're in that phase where I'm just bubbling up. Um. Yeah. So so good good stuff um, coming out of. And a Wasserman for for once we can talk about it and they uh oh, oh wait like sink like the, I, what I love about that visit is that they had a shit ton of recruits between twenty three and twenty two, but they also had them you know come out for the game like having that bell at the game I think shows like obviously the connectivity that our UCLA you know department has had in the past but when it's it's different when the staff actually just does smart things like this like i think that's really cool and it makes an impact in terms of showing you know the community that the bruins have amongst their athletes cuz they always had it but it's now it's like stimulated by the culture which is cool to see and something that martin's really been big on so props to yeah, him on that that's a good it's a good point and what was cool about that is um the football team, like, I think a lot of times, you know, you, they'll come do their honor or whatever and then kind of bounce after that. Um, the team actually stayed 
for the entire game. They sat there and watched the whole game, and they looked like they were into it. From where I was sitting, I could see them all sitting there um, in the student section because they, they had... They came in after, like, before tip-off, and they had, like, cordoned off three or four rows of seats, so you could see them all kind of walking in. Um, and, and so that was that was fun. And you're right, the, the cross-support um, between sports is always always good to see, um, fostering that community. So, um, yeah, that was, that was cool. Zed, so tell me how's baseball doing? Baseball is uh, turning it around. It feels like they're they're playing really well. Um, they played in the Sh- Shriners uh, Classic, um, which I believe is a charity event for the Shriners Children's Hospital. Um, they played at the uh, the Astro Stadium in Houston, um, and we started off a little shaky, lost to Baylor, um, but ended up winning the next two games, including a huge win over number one, unanimous number one, Texas. Um, I believe they won 4-1 at the end. Um, and the team really seems to be um, be, be uh, gelling right now. I mean, I've, I've talked about some of the pitching in the past um, uh couple episodes there's some really really live arms with some of the freshmen that we have in there especially Thatcher Hurd um but the offense seems to be picking up a little bit I think um you know we have uh, a couple of bats that seem to be waking up uh, Shire who's been hitting um at a much better clip uh and and there's been some fun guys there's a a guy named Kenny Oyama on the team who I swear to god is like four feet tall um, but he is really fun to watch. He's really fast and is always a threat to steal. Um, and they continue that momentum coming home. They played Cal State Fullerton last night. Um, and if you're not familiar, Cal State Fullerton actually is generally a, a very, very good baseball team, and they've had a powerhouse program for decades now. Like, they've been, they've won numerous um, baseball championships. Um, they've really invested in that program, and they they beat Fullerton last night um, in a pretty good game. So uh, I think they ended up winning five four in a, in a close close matchup. So all good stuff on the uh, on the baseball front, and they go into a three game series against uh, no other. Um, God, I can't speak right now. They are playing Southern Cal starting Friday and through Sunday. So three games against them. Uh, should be a fun one. Um, I think Southern Cal has actually you know, put together a fairly good season so far. Um, but I think uh, generally we've, we have out-talented and out-coached them for a number of years now. So um, hoping hoping to get them uh, get them in this series. Have you been watching any softball? Also, uh, seeing that Texas win uh, before base, we move on to softball. Like seeing that Texas win was awesome. I mean, we beat them in softball as well, but it's always nice beating Texas. It's just a, a fun big school to beat. But them as number one, I was like, whoa, that is cool to see. I was like, maybe are we ranked yet? Are we re-ranked? You know, we were we were ranked like twenty three, twenty four starting the season. We dropped a couple of games. We dropped. Um, we didn't come in ranked 
after the classic, the Shriner classic, which I was a little surprised about. But baseball rankings are a little weird. There's like 17 different sites and services that rank the team. So I don't know where we're ranked, um, if we are ranked with some of them or not. I haven't checked, actually. But I would expect us to be ranked if we um, take the series this weekend. I see. And it doesn't really matter this early in the season, I take it, as much. Yeah, baseball is always kind of a... A strange ranking system. So, um, also, never it doesn't matter at the end of the season. Sometimes either the year we were ranked one or two, basically the entire season we lost to Michigan. an unranked Michigan that was not ranked most almost all the season. So that did go it, far in the tournament. So they yeah, yes, two. they did get to the College World Series that year, but yeah, uh, and they lost to Vanderbilt. That was a, a big year. But um, yeah. but uh, to that point, I remember Vanderbilt was the team that got hot mid-season, right? Was I don't know. I'm not saying UCLA is going to be that, but it clearly shows like you just need the season to carry on more so in baseball. Like Definitely. Vanderbilt, they didn't come out of nowhere, but they really picked it up. Going, they were like one of the hottest teams the year they won. Right. And, yeah, and, and Vanderbilt is generally a big powerhouse program too. They they have usually a ton of talent and I think uh, with baseball you really do look at it, uh, it it is often a lot more long term just because you get those kids for three years like you you bring your flesh, freshman class and you know you're going to be able to develop them for a couple of years going forward so you know we brought in the number one class last year we have so much talent but it's really young um, and we're replacing a ton of spots um, that we lost to the draft um, also. So I, I think what we we have unlimited talent across the team. It's just a matter of maturing and gelling as a team. And I think we'll be, we'll be solid this year. I don't know if we'll make a deep run, but I think we're like one year uh, away from kind of, you know, having the experience to go along with that talent. Um, so I would look for them next couple of years to really – um, have very very strong seasons. I think this year we'll have a little bit of a roller coaster ride, um, but but I think in a, a year or two we'll be incredibly good. And and I, John Savage is easily easily one of the best coaches in the country. So you know trust him to to get this figured out. Yeah, I'm not worried about them. I also never worry about them. So. I guess it's just a me thing. But on the other field, UCLA softball is hosting a tournament uh, coming up. I think they're, what, on an eight-game win streak. Their last loss was against Florida State, but the schedule is kind of softened up, and it's not going to get much harder, um, you know, over the next four days. So it'll be exciting to see them host this tournament and continue to build momentum. I think they're they're ranked number five. From Softball America and number six with the NCAA, who don't who doesn't uh, update their rankings as often, but uh, you know I think there was a, a injury. Correct me if I'm wrong. With Leah Jordan hurt herself. I don't know if it's long term, but I'm hoping she she recovers. Uh, and you know while we go through this easy uh, light stretch, um, hopefully you know we get her back as soon as possible. Yeah, I don't I don't know how 
how uh, long her injury is expected to keep her out, but I did see she did get hurt, which is unfortunate. So hopefully she uh, can come back soon. I mean, they hit five homers against uh, Texas A&M, which was pretty awesome. Team's always, week. always fun. Um, Bats are hot. Yeah, what else is going on? Um, gymnastics. Our, uh, gymnastics team B Cal. Cal. And mm-hmm. a season best, 198. And Cal's seven. ranked, what, num- number eight when we beat them? There's seven or eight, I think, yeah. Yeah. So that was, I mean, they seem to be trending up, but also, yep, uh, Firewaller. So, but we'll, we'll continue <laughs> this. Happy for the girls, not so much for the coaches. <laughs> yeah. Um, but good to, good to see the, the athletes doing well. Um, Jordan Childs is just insanely good. That whole team is insanely good. So She got um, her second 10 of, of the season, which is insane. Yeah, she's she's wild, man. They're that team is so much fun to watch. It's it's a shame that they're being mismanaged as poorly as they are right now. It's uh, they deserve those those athletes deserve better because there's uh, unlimited talent there. There is, and um, then other the, we also uh, had a another rivalry where we co-host. What is it? The best of L.A. The battle of L.A. Um, with with beach volleyball, and yeah, did you ever make it out for that? That I was didn't. where was that in sun, sunset? It was in sunset. Right, that was right. yeah, I think it was on campus. I'm not sure. They have a few tournaments kind of around, um, but yeah, I think that was at home here. But yeah, we uh, we won that tournament and beat. Um, we were we've been ranked two and we beat number one SC the morning. Um, last Saturday morning, so that was that was awesome. And then we took down Long Beach State, which I wasn't even aware of till after the fact in the afternoon, so they had a big day. Double headers, man. They're wild. I don't understand it. It's insane, but I respect it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then women's tennis took down, you know, uh, number 27. Actually, why am I saying number 27? If you're not top 25... Uh, that's not right. Uh, yeah, so they took down Utah, which was pretty cool to see. Um, so the girl, you know, the women's tennis, they, they've been killing it this season and holding it down. And then the men's, they dropped uh, a close one to San Diego, so they're not holding it down. But what's new in terms of the UCLA sports world? Not holding it down, but always sending guys into the pros. So <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> get you to the pros, but... You're going to have to take some L's on the way there. And then men's volleyball travels to Stanford. I think they play tomorrow, no, Friday and throughout the weekend. So that's going to be a tough one. Um, I mean, our team is number one, but Stanford is obviously Stanford in volleyball. So just have to take this one. I'm curious to see how this team holds up now that they're number one. Not that I've been following them super closely, but I'd just like to know when UCLA has number one in sports and how we respond. So it'll be cool to see. Yeah, those that's two two heavyweight um programs going at each at each other there. So um hopefully we come out on top, but they're often a thorn in our sides. And I I mean, am I missing anything? Besides that, water polo? No, I think, yeah, I think um, 
That covers kind of everything I had. I do want to say I, I'm very disappointed in Mick and the comments oh, he no. made. I think someone should have warned him. If he ever gets asked about in and out no matter how he feels, that's the media training he missed out on. Because I think he has alienated at least 40% of our fan base, if not more. And maybe I'm being nice here. <laughs> He's going to be taking some type of forgiveness and redemption on his end. That hurt. That hurt, Mick. That hurt. I don't even want to say what he said, but if you know, you know. And we're, you know, we'll we'll, we'll continue to see if there's any follow-up. I hope there's like a Ben Bolch tweet where uh, Mick says, like, I've changed my mind. And I ask for forgiveness. I guess not everyone's perfect. Um, mm. That's just a testament to that. Uh, yeah. Less than ideal. Less than ideal. Mick, we still love you. We don't love your taste buds. Yeah. I'll say that. Um, well, all right. Well, with that, we'll end on the note where... <laughs> I'm now hungry. I'm going to go get dinner. But with that, we're signing off. And hopefully we beat SC this week. Yeah, let's do in it. In baseball let's... and and basketball. Or someone else beats them for us in basketball. Don't care. But let's, get, let's make that deep run in the Pac-12s. And um, look out for Selection Sunday. Selection Sunday. Go Bruins. All right. Go Bruins. <laughs>